Welcome back to Man Made Monsters, a show all about scary, true encounters with other individuals. This is your host, Eric, back at it again with another fun and exciting interview. Today's interview involves our guest, Jack, who will be sharing their stories from a couple of the jobs they've worked over the years, as well as some personal stories. I really do hope you guys enjoy it. This is probably one of the craziest interviews I've covered in a very long time. I do want to say viewer's discretion is advised. Also, if I sound a little funny here, it's because I lost my voice at some point last night, so I woke up sounding like Corpse Husband. But don't worry, the rest of the podcast will not have me sounding like this. I'll sound like my normal self. And as always, for a link to our Discord and where you can be interviewed for a future episode and to discover more horror podcasts, please head on over to EerieCast.com. Hey guys, what's up? I've got Jack here with me today. And I've gone a little bit over what what's happened to Jack, but not in detail. So this is very much a mystery for me as much as it'll be for you guys. So, um, well, Jack, if you want to introduce yourself, just uh, let us know, you know, as much information as you want without doxing yourself, obviously. And then the stories, you know, that you have for us, kind of what year, more or less, or your age when these happen, things like that. Okay. Um, well, I'm Jack Lantern, and I'm from New York. Um, and I used to work at, like, an international truck stop. And through, like, 2016 to 20, the beginning of this year, I uh, left. And basically, I've just had a few, like very messed up encounters like people trying to sex traffic me abduct me a girl got murdered um and it was all through like 2018 to 2019 that like the worst stuff happened like that all right so a little smorgasbord of kind of everything actually yeah it was like super duper messed up all right. So um, you would definitely recommend everyone at least get a, a summer job then at a truck stop. <laughs> For sure. That's what you're saying. <laughs> it's fun. It sounds like fun. It'd be interesting. It's scary. Like I, I carried a knife with me at all times. Like it eventually became to the point where like I brought a cleaver with me because someone tried to pull me in the bathroom one night. Like the bathroom was on the outside of the building. So when I would have to go clean it, it would be like two or three in the morning because I was working overnights. And one time there was a dude in there with his willy hanging out and he's like, don't you want to suck it? And after that, it was like, no, carry a fucking cleaver to knife with or to work with me. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know how you respond to that. I mean, it would be funny if you just had pepper spray and you're like, uh, here, and you just blast the dude. I went to dial the police and he just ran away and like oh. drove away. <laughs> he and took off. The worst of all times was I was working a double from 3 to 11 and then 11 to 7 a.m. During the 3.30 shift, like that afternoon shift, a trucker comes in very recognizable wearing like a Hawaiian outfit. And he's asking, oh, do you sell this or that? And we didn't have those products. So I said no. And I thought I saw him drive off. And then later that night during the overnight shift, I get a phone call and there's only one truck out there near the exit ramp to just leave immediately. And it's that truck driver. He's like, oh, do you remember me? I was wearing the Hawaiian outfit, blah, blah, blah. I'm at a different truck stop right now, but I left my phone at that one. Can you go outside and look for it for me? And I'm like, you know, going with that. I'm like, okay, as long as it's like where the lights are and stuff like that, like I can do that. But further than that, won't go you have to like contact your uh, carrier and whatnot and figure that out and he was like okay and he 
As I'm going to go out the door, he's like, from where you're standing, look to the left. And I'm thinking to myself, he just told me he's at another truck stop. How, how is he like, from where I'm standing, look to the left. And I just go with it for a little bit, but I'm pulling myself back into the store and lock it. And this, I think this was in 2019 when this happened. And so I, I go in the store, I lock it and whatnot, and I'm still going with what he says. And he's like, oh, well, why don't you hang up and call my phone so that you're on the line with it and you can hear it ring? And my first thought was, he wants me to be on the line, so I can't be on the line with emergency services if he takes me. And am I talking too much? No, you're good. Yeah, I'm just, I'm okay. kind of like picturing in my head right now. So at this point, and, you're outside, essentially, you've locked the doors to the inside, and you're like... I'm locked know? inside at this point. Okay, so you're locked inside? Yeah. And okay. then I, I slowly, like, back myself into the bathroom, because that's, like, the only spot without windows. And then I eventually lock myself in there, and I'm still going through this phone call with him just listening. And then after he says, oh, here's my phone number, give it a call, I'm like, okay, I hang up. And then I immediately call my boss and he's like, yeah, stay in the bathroom right now because it sounds like there's a sex trafficker outside. And as I look outside about an hour later, because I locked myself in there for a whole hour, that truck's pulling away from the entrance. And that was the only truck in the parking lot still. And like, I'm 100% certain to this day after my boss said that, that that was either a sex trafficker or he just wanted to kidnap me. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, did you guys... Do you guys have like security cameras around there? Did you ever like kind of look no. into it a little more? Or? That was why I locked myself like deep into the store because we had no cameras, nothing to prove of like if I got taken, if there was a license plate, I was like, no, I'm not even messing with this right now. Yeah, that's that crazy. Was, and the phone numbers, was, did you ever like look them up or try to like see if you can't cross reference them? There, there was no way. Like my boss never pursued the police or anything with it. Oh. Yeah, like that, that place in general was just a mess on top of like the shit that I would deal with. Like, well, it was like the usual encounter there, though, because I'm sure you've got like some crazy just drunk people that come in or, you know, but the, the normal thing would be just people coming in. Like we had a lot of like lot lizards or that's what we would call them. They're like prostitutes. Mm hmm. That would go from like truck to truck, come in, like ask us for garbage bags, ask us for rubber gloves, anything they could use as a condom. Um, and like they would do it like literally right out in the parking lot, like no shame. Oh, a classic uh, trash bag condom. <laughs> like I literally, my jaw dropped when this dude, he's like, well, do you have a trash bag? I'm like, <laughs> I, I guess so. Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Like, that's going to hurt, but go ahead, I guess. God. I mean, I don't know how uh, reliable a trash bag really is, too. I mean, they're thick and durable, so. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that's bags. They got the stretch. <laughs> um, And then there was this other time when I was... It was, like, when I first started back in 2018. This truck driver was dumping, like all of this girl's belongings like everything her birth certificate social security card her uh high school diploma her medical information all of her cell phone uh stuff her cell phone was in there like everything to her name so like 
I was able to look her up on Facebook. I contacted her. I was like, hey, like, are you in any trouble? Do you need me to contact the police? And I get an aggressive message back, which I clearly knew was the man saying, oh, everything's fine. Don't talk to us. Leave us alone. Don't contact anybody. And then a week later, my mom contacts me and she's like, you know that girl that you told me about? Well, she was found out a few miles up the thruway. And I was like, you don't say. And we called the police, me and my coworker at the time. And my coworker was very adamant. She's like, you know, I seriously think this girl is being hurt or taken or something. He threw out all of her stuff. The police look at the stuff that's in the dumpster and they're like, oh, well, this is obviously just trash. Like, Everything to her name is clearly just trash. And then, yeah, she ended up dead a week later. Man, I wonder if the cops were like, wait a minute. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure they, they put two and two together and, you know. It, the cops out here, I live in the boonies, so they don't really give a shit. Like, unless they're immediately seeing someone get stabbed or something like that, they don't care. Like, it, it's actually a little sad because, like, unless it's an immediate threat that, like, they could visibly see, they're not going to stop anything. Like, when I called yesterday, it took them, like, 45 minutes to show up to my new job for what was happening there. <laughs> what happened over there? So, I had these three young girls. They were, like, I thought they were, like, college girls. And they were loitering at my store for over an hour. And we have about 43 cameras that watch. And I was like, you know, corporate's going to watch this and they're going to fire me if they're in here for any longer. I was like, I get it. It's cold. So I let them stay for an hour. But after that, I was like, you know, y'all got a scat. And they like rush through my store and start pocketing stuff and then lock themselves in my bathroom. So I was like, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they're just peeing. Give them each like three minutes to pee. And then I called the police and they ended up calling an Uber to try to get away. And I felt so bad for the Uber driver. Like, they, they had, like, eight squad cars show up, surround this car. This poor guy gets out. I ruined his whole night. And then they're, like, questioning these girls. And then I had all the cops come in and ask me what happened. Turns out they took a tuna sandwich. And, like, I felt bad. But at the same time, I was not going to get fired from my job, like, over that situation. But, like, that at least was not the craziest thing I've ever dealt with. Well, I mean, I mean at least you got them stealing something it would have been worse if they didn't take anything at all it's like true <laughs> but like i honestly they're 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 underage so uh charges couldn't be pressed and i would honestly be so embarrassed to go to school and be like yeah, i had the police called on me for stealing a tuna sandwich like eight squad cars showed up over a tuna sandwich i was embarrassed and yeah like, i'm sure would... she's gonna be embarrassed too suck. my older brother told me a story one time where he went to go visit a girlfriend of his and this one he was like a teenager and he said that like he'd always go to her house and he went one day and the door was locked so he called her on the phone and this is like before smartphones so it's a while ago and uh she's like oh just jump the back fence you know and go through the back door and i'll be there soon so you know he goes to the side of the house he jumps over the fence and he's like chilling there inside the living room just watching tv and then all of a sudden the front door, he hears like a big knock and then it gets kicked down and there's like two sheriffs with like shotguns pointing at him. And, you know, one of the neighbors called and they thought somebody broke in essentially. <laughs> so he was like, no, no, my girlfriend lives here. <laughs> you know, so he had to like explain it and like wait for her to get there and be like, yes, this is my house. This is my boyfriend. And they're like, they never fix the door or nothing. They're just like, okay, bye. Um. 
trying to think of anything else crazy that I've had. I mean, it's not really crazy, it's just weird. My old apartment, like, I used to live in, like, an old motel, and one of the neighbors was, like, gone in the head, like, psychotic. And every winter, he would, like, scrape all the snow and ice and just make cubes all over, like, random places on the sidewalk and driveway and just, like, leave them piled or, like, start a, like, random, like, assortment of cubes everywhere, different sizes, shapes. I don't know. That's not really crazy, I guess. Well, it sounds like a very, what's the, uh, it was just so obsessive weird. compulsive disorder. Like, it would literally be, like, overnight. Like, you would come outside and there's just random just cubes where there was no... New Minecraft seed generated. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Like, it was, like, all the way... There was, like, a pizzeria in the front. He would do it all the way to the pizzeria. And, like... Just, well, I mean, would anyone mess with the cubes? Would you see them, like, stomped or, like, thrown or... No, they would just, like... Let them Respect be. them. <laughs> That's funny. I wonder what he would do if he saw somebody touching his cubes. I don't know. I was afraid of the guy because, like, he (laughs) didn't speak. He was just always outside shoveling. So it's like, you know, I'm going to let you do your thing. I don't have to shovel my driveway. I got cubes. He's like the scary old man on Home Alone, except he just makes cubes with the. No, literally. Like, that's exactly how he looked. Like, he had, like, the gray hair with the golf hat, and he would wear the suspenders and, like, the uh, flannel jacket. Like, but literally, that's like the picture in my head now that you said that. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was imagining. He, you know, some of the big show snubbles, old man, yeah. just scary. Yeah, with the earmuffs, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's rocking he always earmuffs. Had earmuffs. And, like, I think the way he would make his cubes, too, is using like reusable shopping bags because he would always carry them around with him. Oh, interesting. So he'd probably fill them up and maybe pat yeah. them. And- I don't know. It's yeah, they're varying sizes. It probably doesn't. He probably doesn't have like a a box that he carries around and stuffs it and flips it over. He just makes them all by hand. How how pristine were the cubes? Are they like perfect? Like something out of Egypt? Wow, immaculate. Like (laughs) just like Egyptian carving, like (laughs) to the T. That's what was like so like weird about it was like you go to sleep it's snowing you wake up and you got cubes (laughs) um at this new job you have have you had any other crazy encounters yet or i mean we have like so across the way there's like this hotel type of deal where like people who are like coming from broken homes and whatnot live there Mm -hmm. like a halfway house or sort of yeah and a lot of like a lot of the people are just strange in general like they all come from very different backstories so like i'll give them that but like there's this one dude (laughs) we had to call the police on him the other day when i got there my manager called the police and then when i left my coworker had to call the police because he comes in and he like stands at the corner of the parking lot and he just like screams out like oh i'm gonna kill you this and that and like when you talk to him, he's like, oh, I wasn't talking to you. I'm talking to the Air Force right now, and they're going to court-martial you and, like, take you in and this and that. Like, completely bogus. And then he comes into my store the other day when, like, my coworker had to call the police. And he's like, you know, you're messing with your bathrooms because I had a wet floor sign up. He's like, you're messing with your bathrooms. The Air Force is going to come and take you down. 
like th they're gonna kill you and i'm gonna kill the cops around you and i'm like what and so like as i'm clocking out i tell my coworker, i'm like you need to call the police because this dude is not okay and like i don't understand like anything he's doing or saying like if he's not talking to me even still it's not okay to just randomly blurt out that you're gonna kill people like at a public place like this and so my coworker calls the police the guy scattered before the police could get there and he did that the time that my manager called too like it's like he was literally waiting and listening and then would run for the hills yeah it's always i mean you know i think when you're dealing with people that are mentally you know unstable or just generally crazy it's it's always you kind of have like tiptoeing because you're like you don't want to mess with someone and you know say the wrong thing usually it's best just to say nothing that's like my biggest fears like because like a lot of the people there have come from rough backgrounds i don't want to offend them and end up like getting attacked because like a lot of them have lived lived very rough lives and like especially i could assume that guy has had rough, a rough past like i just don't want to turn around and just like a knife in the chest yeah I like so that I, one. I, I try my very best to just like whisper when i'm around them yeah i had i used to be a, a manager at walmart like overnights so and um <laughs> just so many crazy people there but i remember there was one one you know homeless guy that would always come in and he was really chill for the most part he come in older guy too and he would just like super you know hair's crazy look like rick sanchez from you know rick and morty essentially and just but he'd have a guitar he'd be playing it and just kind of mumbling though he never sang anything that with any consensus it was just words or sounds that sounded like words and then i remember one day we got this one girl and she was you know, a new girl that got hired and she had just uh, finished like her time in the Navy. And um, I was like, okay, well, yeah, this telling her what to do, everything, getting her kind of ready. And she comes back to me and she's like, hey, this guy keeps following me around. I look behind her and I see that same guy and he's like approaching her. And I'm like, ah, geez, what do I do? So I'm like, hey, Samantha, I need you to go to the break room real quick and take care of that stuff. Okay. And she's like, oh, yes, yes, uh, of course. <laughs> so it was like super <laughs> obvious. And she's like walking and then he starts walking past me, like keeps following her. I'm like, oh, he's going to follow her into the break room. And that's even worse because there's no doors to the break room. It's just like a little slit in the wall and then you're in there. And uh, I was like, well, here, let me help you. So I keep following her and he's like still following behind us. And it's obvious because like the break room is in a very specific spot that's away from like anything that you can really buy. And I'm like, ah, shit. Okay, well, here we go. So I just, like, eventually kind of, like, bulldog my way up to the guy as he's approaching the doorway. And I'm like, hey, hey, you got to go, man. You got to go. You can't be following people around. And he's like, oh, no. I just, I want to sing a song. I was like, no, no, no. I'm sorry, man. You got to go. And he's like, oh, can I buy something? I'm like, no, get out of here. So he, like, takes his guitar and he's like, starts playing it and starts walking out. And I was like, what was that about? But yeah, plenty of times working at Walmart it was crazy. I saw, I saw a police chase one time on my lunch break, and like these guys crashed their car into the store in front of, in front of ours, and then the cops are right behind them. And for some reason, the cops get out of their car and they chase the guys on foot. And the cop is like <laughs> extremely heavy set dude, and these two guys are pretty fit, and they just like book it and they outrun the cop. And the cop looks at me, and he's like, "Why didn't you stop them?" <laughs> I was like sitting on like the bench as they ran right past me, and I was like, "What? What am I supposed to do?" <laughs> Could have 
I'm like, dude, I don't have a badge. Yeah, I'm like sitting on top of the bench, like <laughs> on top of the table with my feet where you'd usually, you know, sit at. Hey, friends, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick sponsored ad break. And I'm just like yeah. eating like a burrito. And I'm like, I'm like <laughs> what? <laughs> so, he just kept like running. He just, I was like, why didn't you chase him with your car? And he's like, I couldn't turn around. I couldn't turn it. And I was like, okay. But uh, yeah, that there were so many stories there though. So I think work stories. Do you work? You work overnight, yeah? No, not anymore. I not anymore. To, but like, yeah, I gave that up those are like especially at this place. I'm not working overnight. <laughs> like my coworker tells me all the stories of like these people come in. Like the majority of them, it doesn't matter, male or female. They just always try to hook up with them. Like they always like. He could be outside by the dumpster, and they'll just sneak up and be like, hey, you know, what are you doing right now? Like, obviously working. <laughs> and I've had one of them come up to me, this girl. She's like, you know, if you weren't on shift right now, and I'm like, you know, number one, I'm gay, and number two, I'm on shift and taken, so. She's like, like well, if you weren't gay, and if you weren't. Right now... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, okay? I'm just saying. Like, I don't get paid enough for this. I'm making no wage. Please don't hook up. Try to hook up with me. <laughs> like, I don't make enough money for therapy. That's funny. Yeah. Have your uh, coworkers ever told you any crazy stories of their own working at these companies? I, I mean, my my one coworker at my old job, he so he worked two places at that plaza. We worked at the gas station together. And then he worked at a gift shop inside of the plaza. And this was maybe, I want to say 2013 or 2014. So about two years before I actually started working there. He uh, was working at the gift shop and they used to sell rope, pocket knives, like anything you would need for camping or like on a road trip. Um, but because of this incident, they stopped selling those things. He sold a man a pocket knife, a rope, and I think a big lighter and a bunch of lighter fluid. And then it turns out that this man, uh, because they got the camera footage and everything of him, was driving for about 46 miles with his girlfriend dead in his trunk and used that rope and the pocket knife and everything to get rid of her body. But the throughway cameras ended up catching him along the way and they ended up stopping him like 45 miles up the highway from us. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that actually made the news, I believe, too. Yeah, can you imagine? I mean, you're like, you just sold this stuff to a guy that's going to get rid of a body. Right, like, I, I would have quit the job. I would have been like, sorry, like, no. Yeah, I remember I quit a job one time, and it was for some company that built, they made, whatever, the pools, they would dig out the form for the pools, for like in-ground pools. And, yeah. Uh, so it's like in a, whatever, like commercial area, a bunch of factories all around, no kind of regular businesses, you know, so it's kind of out there. And it was like the day after I quit, and I went back, because I'm like, well, I got to go get my check, I got to go get my money. And I go there and there's like a bunch of cops outside and like a bunch of cops just all over the place. I'm like, oh, man, I was like, <laughs> I was like, glad I'm not working here no more. So I'm like, hey, can I get in there? And the cops like, hey, man, hey, uh, no. And I'm like, why? What, what's going on? So I try calling like the owner of the company because like, hey, I need to get my check. He's like, hey, yeah, right now is not a good time. Can I mail it to you? And I'm like, no, I need my money, dude. 
I was like, I just drove like 40 minutes over here. And he's like, well, here, give me a bit. I was like, what's going on? He's like, somebody dumped a body in our trash can last night. And the police are, you know, they need all the footage and stuff. And I was like, oh, damn. So, you know, come to find out like two days later, it was uh, two homeless guys that got in a fight. And then, you know, obviously one of them won. Um, and then he <laughs> took all the guy's clothes and everything he had. So they, he threw like his naked body in the trash can. That's so awkward. Yeah, it's like crazy i'm just you know they said they can yeah. they found the footage of the guy through other businesses and you know him just like dragging the dude's body and just like throwing him in there that's insane yeah. yeah yeah some crazy stories i mean i used to i guess my own stories you know <laughs> so um i don't usually tell my own stories but i i told some whenever before the uh the the podcast guys here for listening was um in the woods so Here's some more of my man-made monster stories. And this is just like one of my own personal stories from kind of whenever I was working. I used to work at Taco Bell. I was like, how old was I? Like 18 or 17. This was like 10 years ago. And um, I would party with my friends and stuff. And we would, you know, just hang out. And whenever you party, uh, you attract a certain crowd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's say that. So my friends, you know, they're all doing what people do when they party and um i can't remember exactly i know the setup was like this little apartment first floor and there was like two rooms first room was my friend cliff's um roommate's room his name was nate and nate was like like biker dude you know he looked like the singer of system of a down um <laughs> just big old goatee and he always had his girlfriend over, but they would always be in the room, you know, doing what adults do and very loud. I didn't even know he had a roommate. I just thought somebody was like watching, you know, adult films in that room all the time until like one day I met him like weeks later. I was like, I was like, oh, my God, what are you guys like rabbits? So anyway, so Nate's like a he's a pretty cool dude, but he's short temper. You know, he comes from like a biker family. I think his family's got ties with, you know, certain um gangs in the in the biker community i don't remember which one but you know so he's kind of like short temper and his girlfriend's just kind of like annoying she's just an annoying girl that's all best way to describe her annoying and not very cool so <laughs> there's a party apparently they told me this story later i was at work and to give some premise here i'm getting off of work it's like midnight and i call my my friend i'm like hey can you go and pick me up um because this is my friend cliff's apartment he works at the same job i do at taco bell but he's like off that day all my friends are hanging out there they're having a party and like hey can you come pick me up and they're like no man you're gonna have to find a different ride home nate got shot i was like what are you talking about and he's like i can't talk about right now there's a bunch of police here he's like but yeah you gotta find a different ride home and then so i'm like oh man so i tell my manager (laughs) that's like working there and she's like an older lady i'm like hey hey belinda can you give me a ride home and I didn't want to just tell her what happened. So I just kind of left at that. And she's like, yeah, sure. And I was like, thanks. I appreciate it. So she's like driving and we've gone a couple miles now. And I'm seeing like the apartment complex. And as we're approaching it, there's just tons of cops all outside. Just, you know, your typical scene. It's at night. So they have like their flashlights all around. It looks like, you know, there's people with uh, hazmat suits and They've got the tape everywhere. And I'm like, I'm looking at it. I look at her. I'm like, uh, why don't you just keep driving? Just just keep going. And she's like, oh, okay. I'm like, I, I think I'm going to stay at my other friend's house tonight. 
So, you know, I stay at another friend's house. And the next day I, I get back to the apartment. I'm like, what happened? And it's like, yeah, Nate, apparently, apparently uh, he had his girlfriend and they were all partying. Some other guys came over, like these cholo guys. And his girlfriend was all getting the Nate's girlfriend's face and they were fighting. And Nate grabbed the girl off of, you know, his girlfriend and threw her and uh, kicked them out of the house. And then later that day, that girl's like baby daddy came and knocked on the door. And the way my friend described it, though, is he was kind of an idiot. So he he's like this six foot eight Louisiana man who's describing the story to me. And instead of telling me in words, he's like, I think it's best if I pantomime it. So he acts like a mime knocking on a door and then he acts like nate's waving and then he just says as weight's naving he puts his hands up and then he pantomimes the other guy pulling a gun out and shooting and as he's doing like a, like a little jig dance and i'm just like cracking up but i'm in the apartment now that it happened there's like blood all over like the wall and stuff that we're at <laughs> i'm just like geez and uh he was like yeah but he lived the guy lived they found they found the dude that shot him like two days later hiding and somehow I didn't expect that, honestly. Yeah, it was just so funny. He said whenever he got shot, literally everybody in the apartment like ran out the back door. Uh, there's no back door. They ran to the back room, opened the window, and jumped out through like this one little window. And uh, I was like, I was like, so what do you guys do with Nate? Like, we just left him there. We all ran. <laughs> I was like, geez. So apparently he crawled inside the house and closed the door. And then, you know, cops came after that. But yeah, yeah it was a friendship it was a crazy crazy story at the time i was like that's that sucks i was like so what's gonna happen and they ended up getting evicted that's what happened so (laughs) they got evicted while i was there i was helping them like clean up the windows you know because i guess whenever things like that happen the cops don't care they're like clean it up yourself so i'm like wiping blood off the walls and the windows and the property manager comes she's like yeah you guys gotta get out of here you're evicted i was like dang well, I wasn't even supposed to be there. I didn't even live there. I just crashed there. But yeah, that's my 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 creepy story. At least with work. I have so many as well. I remember like this is as a child, this like isn't a work story. I was maybe six or seven years old, and I used to live literally right next to the throughway plaza that I worked at. Like it was my backyard. I could walk to it within like five hundred steps. So we got a phone call at like 2.30 in the morning and this dude's like, you know, you guys better keep your head ducked down. I see every one of you. And he started counting out how many people were in the house and this and that. And we had a tree house in our backyard and my grandma ends up calling the police. And it turns out that this man was hiding in the tree house. He came from the throughway, looked up the address, our phone number on the yellow pages because this was way back. I want to say like 2003, 2004, back when that stuff was all like in a book, easily available. Um, and he uh, called just to mess with us, like had a laser pointer and all this, like pretending like he was going to shoot us. And the cops came, they arrested him, found him. And like, I remember as a kid just being so traumatized, like this man's telling us, like my grandma's got on speaker, like everybody duck, he's going to kill us. Like, that's crazy that's actually what the hell (laughs) yeah that's insane yeah what do you even do in that situation i would freak out we we all just ducked the cover and then call the police on the floor like hey there's a guy trying to kill us like a a year later ironically my 
neighbor. It's tragic, but like he was cleaning his gun, and I guess like it was supposedly an accident, but he apparently like tripped and fell on his gun and blew his brains. And like hit the my he was a, a tenant of my uh actual like neighbor neighbor and they came and asked you know do you guys want to see the after damage this and that and there was still brain matter everywhere like in the ceiling fan and they ended up having to take down that whole part of the house like the building inspector comes in and it's like yeah no like this can't stay here because there's brain matter like everywhere and that's like not allowed or something yeah i usually you know you can try yeah. to get as much out with clorox but ultimately (laughs) that's crazy too good lord i don't even know like how or what happened but like they told us they're like oh yeah it was an accident but like his daughter didn't think it was like she she tried to go after the family for a little bit but oh she thought that they they did it or they they courtney well they thought that like he she thought that like he was depressed because of them or something like she basically tried to pin it on them like as she was going through grief and then like stopped the whole shenanigans because she realized you know he just died like crazy things happen occasionally i don't know i don't got nothing to top that no um. <laughs> yeah. I don't, i'm trying to think of anything else i mean my at my current job my coworker has like this regular creep, she shows up at like four in the morning to start her shift and the sun's still down here. And anytime, so when we get to the, like start our shift, we take out the trash for the person who finished the shift before us. And when she takes out the trash, there's always this guy by the dumpster with the target shopping cart. And he's like, harasses her. He's like, get out of my area. This is mine. Like, you can't be here. And like, won't let her throw the trash. <laughs> Like, it's been going on. I've been working there for a few months now. It's been going on for the past, I think, two months, she said. She's like, every time I go out there, he's just chilling, won't let me get to the dumpster. What does she do with the trash? Does she just kind of put it next to it? She'll just bring it back inside for now, like, until, like, the next guy gets there. Because she's starting to get afraid, because, like, especially with the daylight savings time here on the east side, they're she it, it's super dark at 4 a.m here so she's like yeah no like i'm not going they're like i'll do this when you guys get here blah 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 there's the guy out there who always harasses me with a shopping cart and like i just i don't understand it like he just calls it his area and it's only from like 4 a.m until 5 a.m and that's gone and you, you never see him again that's funny he's got like a shift that he does it's like his little his little spot for that that hour like we call it the crazy corner because it's just it's not, not so much that it's like crazy shit happens it's just we get a lot of crazy people that like they they just aren't right it's not so much that they're mentally ill it's like actually like psychotic so when you say well you say new york is this like like big skyscraper area in new york or is this no. like the regular rule kind of yeah, this is the other part. <laughs> the rest of New York. The rest of New York. The part, yeah. Yeah. What they do uh, West of New York. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I used to work for a gun manufacturer, and I was 
we always got different dealers from around the United States, and the ones that were like the hardest to deal with were from New York because gun laws there are so strict. And, oh yeah, it's uh, so like weird here, because like you can have like a full size clip, but you can only carry seven bullets in it, and like all these different like I'm not for or against guns. Like I'm neutral. I don't own any, but it, I don't have an opinion on them. But like I just all of the laws it's just weird to me or like the different stages of permits you need to own like a certain like type of gun is just weird and it's only a new york thing yeah guns are just weird i remember one time i had a a family member and i had been driving his truck around for months and no problem you know he let me use his truck and i just had it so i was driving around whatever you know just whenever i need to go to work or get groceries or anything you know I can't remember. I was like 19, I think at the time or 18. And one day he's like, Hey, can you, uh, can you take your truck or my truck over to my house here? And I want to just unload some of the stuff there. Um, just so I can clean it out. And, you know, I think he was going to sell it or something. He's like, I just want to get some pictures. I'm like, okay. So I go and park in his front yard and he's like, yeah, just bring whatever you can see in the, in there. That's mine. Um, pull the seats down. I think I have some stuff behind the seats. Like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So I'm like bringing everything, no problem. And then I go to pull the seats down, and I'm like, in the back of the, the seats, just like like a buttload of, of, of different types of guns and assault rifles and just clips and all this stuff. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, I've been driving around with this this whole time. Yeah, if you would have gotten pulled over, oh my. Yeah. So I go in, like, holding them like Rambo. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> He's like, oh, I forgot I even had this back there. I was like, how do you forget you had, like, 13 guns in your car just chilling? So. No, that's a thing. Like, my dad had four shotguns and just completely forgot about them. And they somehow vanished and disappeared from the house. Because, like, that's, like, a thing in our family. My dad will always talk about, like, I don't know whatever happened to my four guns. And he'll, like, accuse people at family dinners and be like you must have taken them or you must have taken them it's something different every year yeah just like family guy style flashback of him leading leaving the gun gun range he's like yep wait a minute i feel like i'm forgetting something he just keeps driving literally like he'll talk about it and i'm like i've never seen or heard of these guns so it was before my time and i'm 26 now and like i have no clue what he's talking about and he'll be like dude have you ever seen them i'm like Dude, no, I have. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'm thinking, going through my memory logs, you know, what what can I say on the show, too? <laughs> There's a lot of stories. Some stories I just can't uh, incriminate myself. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I can't incriminate other people, though. Let's think. Uh, I'm trying to think of, too. It's like I have, the, like I have a bunch of like juicy stories, but I'd be incriminating myself and everyone involved. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, that same friend group that Nathan got shot. I have a lot of stories with them. And I'm just trying to think uh, <laughs> which ones don't necessarily involve me in the middle of it. No, well, I guess there's one. And this is like the 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 one and only time I've ever had a gun like in my face, and. Uh, Oh, I think one of the friends that I would hang out with, we were with him and his boyfriend was there. And then um, another guy that I didn't necessarily like and his girlfriend was there and we're all going. I'm like, oh, cool. We're going to go meet up at this one dude's house and, you know, and hang out. 
Um, so <laughs> we pull up to the house and it's like, it's like middle of the day. It's like, uh, like 1 PM, you know, it's bright outside. This is non me hours at this point in my life. I'm like, ah, whatever, we'll go early and get what we need. And maybe just head back and we'll, you know, enjoy the party later. So we're getting to this dude's house and like, and one last break for our sponsors. We knock on the door, and as soon as like the door opens up, gun right in all of our faces, and like this Russian dude, like a cliche fucking movie, comes out. He's like, "Get in, get in my house now, get in." And I'm like, "Oh, geez, oh, what what have you done, Stephen?" So we get in there and sits us on the couch, and he's like, "Pull," he's like, "Take out your wallet." So you know, we take all our wallets out, and he doesn't take nothing. He just takes the wallet and he looks it over for a little bit. And he hands it back, you know, does this to each person. He's like, okay, I know where all of you live now. He's like, if anything in my house goes missing, I know where you live. I find you, and I'll kill you. And I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, I don't even want to be here no more. My whole vibe's messed up. I'm like, I just want to go home. So, and like, the one dude's girlfriend that's there, she just, like, keeps, like, talking and talking and making all this noise. And he's like, if you don't shut her up right now, I'm going to fucking lose it. I'm going to lose it. He's like, my kid's trying to sleep in the back there. And if he wakes up, I'm going to lose it. I'm like, please, man, just tell your girlfriend to calm down, man. Why does she keep talking so much? And she was just like talking and talking for no reason. And I was like, oh, man, it just kept getting worse. And he kept flashing his gun around and like pointing at all of us while he's talking, like making hand motions with his his hand while he's talking, but his gun's still in there. So it's just like flashing across. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like, come on, man. So, yeah, I don't remember what exactly happened. I just remember being like, I don't want to be here. And eventually I wasn't there no more. And I didn't hang out with Steven after that. That was it for me and Steven. But, uh, yeah, that's another crazy story that I can think of involving another I, another person. I remember this time I was maybe 9 or 10. This was like maybe, let's see, 2007, 2008-ish. My cousin used to be into drugs really bad, but that's just a minor part of the story that, like, needs to like be there for the setting so we were downtown like in the bad part of the city me my grandmother my father and they took me along for some reason looking for my cousin because i couldn't get a hold of him and there's this man wearing a full fur outfit like literally looks like a pimp from the grand theft auto over saints row like has the fedora has the fur outfit and has two women with him all in fur knocks on my grandmother's <laughs> she cracks it down and he's like you come with me i give you a better life and he's like how much you making now with that man <laughs> talking about my dad and just trying to steal my grandmother away and pimp her out <laughs> that's crazy like right what the hell <laughs> <laughs> like the city here is so bad like i remember my grandfather was in the hospital with cancer and just every time we would drive down the street the hospital he's in was in the bad part of the city because it was a military uh, paid hospital. And you would just see everyone fighting in the streets. Like, I remember this one specific time we're driving down the main street and these two girls are fighting and literally ripping each other's hair out in clumps. And, like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't want to get out of the car in this area. And, like, my other grandmother, so not my grandfather's uh, wife, but my other grandmother from my mother's side, she used to live like right up the street from the hospital. And I have no clue how the fuck she did it. Like, 
at all. She's like a, a Christian religious woman living like in like the pits of the ghetto. Yeah, I've seen that pretty pretty often though. It seems like the older people, as long as they just keep themselves, they're usually pretty good. And uh, yeah, usually she, she's like the nosy neighbor though. Like oh. she knows everybody. <laughs> And like she doesn't live there anymore, but like she'll tell me stories. She's like, "Oh, you know, and so and so, and this and that." Like the uh, the John would have his people over, and I'm like, "The John," and like, "Oh yeah, we all shared a house." And I'm like, "Ugh, okay, fun, fun." <laughs> and like when she left the city and like moved back to like rural area with us, she like super amplified like her religion. She stopped swearing. She stopped like eating certain meats she prays to god all the time like i don't know what the hell she went through in that house but like she became like ultra religious woman right after like if you cross around her she'd be like oh or jesus and this and that like and she used to be like a potty mouth like i don't want to call her a whore but <laughs> <laughs> if I had to get a word for it, though, if I had a, any word out of all the words in the entire world. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know, I don't want to call her like a, like a sailor, but you're just like, don't call her a whore. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like a common thing on that side of the family. Like, yeah, I remember funny. like this. Oh, this is a very fucked up story, actually. Like, I thought it was a monster. So I was, this again, I was like nine or 10 years old. And I lived with my mother at the time. And she had a different boyfriend like every other month. And I wake up in the middle of the night because I hear my mother groaning. Wait, am I allowed to talk about like sexual stuff? Yeah, it's, you know, okay. it's a pretty adult po podcast. Just okay, as long as we're not like, I guess, too disgusting with it. But yeah. Okay, so, like, I wake up, my mom's groaning, and I see this man on top of her, and I thought, like, he's eating her. So I called my grandma. She lived right next door. That was, like, before she moved out to the city. And I'm like, Grandma, please help. There's there's a monster here. He's eating my mother. I don't know what to do. She's screaming in pain. <laughs> and he he was eating her, but not in a gruesome way. <laughs> Jeez, what does your grandma do? She ends up coming, or she was like, uh. Yeah, she came over, she cussed my mom out, and she explained to me, she's like, you know, when adults do this, blah, 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 but your mother should have been an adult and not did this with you in the house. And it was like, oh, okay. Oh, I'm glad mom's okay. That's so awkward. I mean, what do you even do yeah. at that point, especially as a kid? Yeah. I remember as a kid, I would call the cops all the time because, like, the littlest shit would happen. It was like my mom would, would get in an argument with whatever, uh, you know, some sort of, like, boyfriend she would have at the time or someone. And, you know, they'd be yelling. And I'd be like, oh, I got to call the cops. I got to protect my mom. So I'm, like, five years old calling the cops. I'm like, this man's trying to hurt my mom. And I, like, I knew my address, so I told him. And then, like, and then mid-call, though, I'd be like, oh, I shit i'm gonna get in trouble my mom's gonna find out so i'm like never mind don't come and i just hang up the phone <laughs> thinking that's like and then they would call back and i'm like uh-oh so i would just pick up the line and put it down so the the phone would keep ringing downstairs i'm like oh okay i'm safe i'm good and then they would end up showing up to the house because they can track your phone and you know they would come and my mom would be like no 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 we're just having a disagreement nothing you know nothing would ever happen it was just me being and then but that would happen frequently and you know she would always be like 
what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I was scared. I was scared. And then I was like the, a horrible kid. I had like CPS always coming out of the house because I would just like leave. I would, it would and, but we were supposed to have a babysitter, but I would just leave. I would just leave the house because I'm like, whatever, this guy's asleep. He's not even watching us. So I would just walk around. And the first time I saw CPS, I thought it was the men in black. So it was a guy and a girl and they had a black suit on and sunglasses. And they looked like the men in black to me as a kid. So I was like, oh, my God, they're real. So I started running home. And, you know, I, I got home. And I closed the door. And, like, the babysitter's there. He's all sleeping on the couch. And I'm like, okay, all's good. And then I hear the knock on the door. I'm like, oh, my God. So I, like, <laughs> look through, like, the little blinds. And they, like, look straight down at me at the same time as I'm, like, looking up to the blinds. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, I remember that's, like, the one time I remember that was, I guess, not too scary but it was scary at the time for me i was like oh my gosh uh, they used to do the same shit i would call the cops all the time um trying to, oh there was this one time that me and my stepbrother ran away and like we didn't really run away we were still on the property but we didn't know that and started throwing rocks at cars and ended up having the police called on us because <laughs> I threw a rock through someone's windshield when I was like seven years old. God. And <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, when I I mean if we're talking about monster people, when I was a kid I was bad. Like I used to do shit like that. Um any minor inconvenience, I would immediately call the police. Like CPS would be at my house all the time. I remember one time the FBI came to my house because I was like doing things online and the government called my mother and they're like trying to confirm like is this your son blah 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 and then they show up at my house because apparently I was like hacking some government website I didn't know what I was doing I was like hacking or like messing on some government website or applying to something she ended up having to secure my identity and get me life lock get me like all this shit for my social security and like she still doesn't like explain the full story to me so i don't know anything other than the fact that like my identity my identity is secured and like i have life <laughs> what how old were you when this happened <laughs> um i was like six or seven <laughs> that's crazy yeah that's still yeah. you're like a year younger than me so whenever i was like seven I remember computers when they were when they were out around the time. It was like yeah, still when they had the boxes connected to the back of them. Yeah, the big boy computers. They were just fat, <laughs> fat boys. I think CD-ROMs were still around. Oh yeah, I remember CDs. Yeah, my brother used to eat them. <laughs> the floppy like, disk. I remember like getting like three floppy disks so we can take music off of uh, what was it, LimeWire back in the day? Like oh, right. yeah, I remember that too. Those are the good old days. Oh, I had the I had the government call my dad's house for that too because I was pirating way too many movies and way too much music without a VPN or anything, and like Verizon just tracked it all, shut off the internet, banned my dad from Verizon. Government called and they're like, you know, we can press federal charges. This and that. like, you you need to figure something out, and like, I stopped doing it without a VPN. Um. <laughs> That's funny. The same thing happened to my brother. He he was doing the same thing, and then like he got a, a letter from his internet provider, and they're like, "Hey, cut it out." And he was like, oh, "Okay, I'm not gonna do that no more." Without a VPN, so <laughs> I, 
I'm like really like decent at hacking. And back, like my dad basically taught me how to hack because he went to like computer school and security tech school and all that. And I ended up hacking, I'm not going to say the carrier names, but they don't end up coming after me. But I ended up hacking because Android back in the day used to be really easy to hack. I hacked my phone so that I can have the cheapest data plan, but have unlimited data. So I would basically like, it would, every gigabyte that was used, it would report that I was only using a megabyte. But eventually the carrier caught on and they ended up terminating my phone. Well, it was my grandmother's phone plan. And then like they charged her thousands of dollars for all the data that I used and she had to fight it in court. Like, I don't know if she ever paid it, but like I was bad as a kid. I would do like, bullshit like that that's crazy i feel like you've got like a thousand stories that are just interesting outside of just like crazy people in general i did just a lot of fucked up shit like or like i don't know like my household was pretty crazy too i grew up in a household of nine and that was like the main reason i always had to call the police because like anytime i heard someone raise their voice i just assumed fighting and especially with like living next to the thruway and the craziest we had, it was like, yeah, no, like just call the police, deal with it. Like, I, I ended up the the one time the police set me down. They're like, you know, if you keep doing this, we're gonna end up just taking you away. You seem to be the problem. <laughs> I'm like, let's do it. Let's go. I've always wanted to be a cop. Let's go. Come on. Right. No, we're gonna take <laughs> you to the other side. <laughs> oh, never mind. Um, I, actually this is a, like an insane story my mom works at a nursing home in like the actual like farm town farm town here and on the news this one day there's a story about like they found these bones in the woods and like it turns out to be human remains and this guy he's like dementia and alzheimer's like completely gone grabs my mom's wrists he's one of her uh I keep wanting to say inmates, and she corrects me. What are uh, residents? There we go. Residents at the nursing home, and grabs her wrist, and he's like, "I did that. I was there. I killed that family." Blah blah blah. And like, he's like, "That's my house." My mom did off. It was his house. Like, sure as shit. And like after that, his mom was gone again. And I told her, like, bro, I would have quit that job. I would have like, I don't know. I wouldn't have stayed with that man. I don't care if he's gone. That's still like spooky. That's terrifying. So you yeah. just like confess, but then you either way it would have mattered. Right. Like you're you're literally like in your own sane mind just for a confession. Like I guess at least he got his peace of mind, you got it off his chest. Like my mom, like her stories from the nursing home are insane. Like when I was a, she's done it for like twenty years. When I was a kid, she got beat up really bad. Like her arm was bruised she had to put it in a sling and i asked what happened she's like well the pincher got me and i guess this lady that would normally just pinch people like went through a dementia fit and beat the shit out of my mom like she she, she called me she's like i've got corn in my shoes she was throwing shit at her and this and then i was like oh my God. that's crazy i've got a dementia now that you mention it and this was yeah this was scary i was First time I was like living with my dad, we I never lived with him growing up, and I was like 13 at the time, and I told my mom, I was like, hey, I want to go live with my dad and see what that's like, you know, and she was like, well, that's fine if you want to do that, you know, I'm not going to stop you, 
So I'm like, okay. So and she's living in California. So I flew over to go back to Texas, go live with my dad. And I'm there, you know, and the first, first couple months are all cool. And he's like dating this one girl from like his high school, you know, and he'd gone to school in the seventies. And I guess, you know, through the power of Facebook and love, they found each other and reconnected and all that. And so they're dating and, you know, they move pretty fast. So he's like, hey, I'm going to move in with this girl. And she said, you know, you can live there, too, because we're like living at my uncle's place. I'm like, OK, cool. So we ended up moving. And, you know, the house is like in a pretty nice little neighborhood. Um, it's on like a very slanted hill, though, like all the houses like when people picture like San Francisco, all the hills like that, it's kind of like that, but in Texas for some reason. So, and they're just like these like regular size houses. Um, and they had told me like the neighbor next door, they were, it was a couple and they both like homeschooled their kids and they worked for NASA. I remember that. And a lot of the people around us worked for NASA or they worked for, uh, God, what was it called? It was some military, military manufacturing place um they always do like the show where they fly the planes and shit but i can't recall it's some fort lockheed lockheed one that's what it was and you know so i'm like okay cool that's cool whatever i'm like fucking 14 i don't really give a shit so you know one night though they're like hey just let you know though um they have a mom a grandma that lives there and she has dementia so she might be in her backyard from time to time um, but just don't pay her any mind. You know, she's pretty quiet and keeps herself. I'm like, okay. So I, I never even seen the grandma, you know, it was super quiet. Every time we were in the backyard pretty often too, at this house, you know, just doing whatever swimming or, you know, cooking burgers or what, whatever, you know, family gatherings. And I, I would only see maybe like the husband that lived in the house and no one else. And he would just be out there, you know, I don't know, fiddling with shit. Now, keep in mind, it's on a big hillside, so it's not like the neighbor is right next to us. They're on the upper part of the hill, so it's weird. It's like a flat drop, and then it goes straight down, like six feet, seven feet down into our yard. And they have like a fence that separates it still. So big fence, flat drop, and then our side has a fence too, and then it's it carries on like that. And then it just keeps – it was really weird how the backyards were set up. Um, but one one night, you know, it's like late – um, not, I don't think it was like midnight yet because my dad was still awake and he would go to bed around like, like 10, 10 30. So he was still up. It's pretty late. It's dark. It's like in the winter time too. Um, probably around this time of year. And we hear something at the back door and our back door was, we always had the back door open and there was another door that was just like a regular flimsy door with a glass, you know, like look through. Um, yeah. and we would keep it open cause there was like a doggy door and we had a dog that would just go in and out from time to time until nighttime when we would just close the other one and lock it. So we're like hearing this banging sound and that door has a lock on it still. So it's not like someone can just open it. It's, it's still locked, but it's like someone's trying to open the door and we're like, what the hell? So my dad's like, get here, stay right there. You know, but I'm like, no, I want to see too. So I follow right behind him and there's like this old lady covered in blood, just like all over her hands and her arms are all cut up and just like blood on her face from, you know, I'm guessing like wiping her face from sweat or something. And it just yeah. like dragged across and she's, you know, like, like fucking Betty White old, like super old. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? And she's like, help me, help me. They're trying to kidnap me. Help me. 
I'm like, what? And my dad's like, oh, no. You know, so we call the cops. And my dad doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know if to let this old lady in. It's freezing outside. So, you know, she's out there and he calls the cops. And as we're waiting for the cops to come, like the neighbors come and they're like, hey, it's my mom over here. And eventually we're like, oh, it's the your fucking mom, dude. It's the, the lady with dementia. And at some point, I mean, she jumped over the like the like six foot landing on into our backyard, like scaled her fence in the first place and then fell like six feet and then through our yard. And I was like, golly, you know, this this yeah, lady. Took a, powers. Yeah, it was it was insane. It was terrifying as a kid, you know, at, at that age. And um yeah, I haven't told that story since it happened either, so it's so weird thinking about it. But yeah, that was I guess that's my story. My last story for for the night, at least on my side. You have any more stories for us? I'm trying to think. Cause like I'm trying to like find the good ones that aren't gonna put like legal action. Because <laughs> <laughs> like the majority of the shit I've done is illegal. Um let's see. Yeah, when I no. think of like scary stuff or creepy encounters, it's usually my own doing. I guess I've got one last story, and this will probably be the last story for the show. So we'll wrap it up here. And this is a short one. So this is like that same area, um, same same little town. It was called White Settlement. So I was there. This is Texas. And I was driving at the time. So it's a couple years later. And I'm going to work i think i was going to work and i always worked night shift because i liked working at overnights and i just you know it was a night owl and then i'm so like i don't know maybe just like gullible or just nice i was pulling up to a stop sign and like this guy comes up to like the window late as fuck it's like 1 a.m and he's like scratching his neck all sweating and it's cold outside and he's like hey man hey Hey, do you uh, you know where uh, I can get a uh, get uh, get uh, something something warm to eat, something 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 warm, and I'm like, uh, I'm just all like, yeah, there's like a a Waffle House right up the street, man. It's right there. I can actually you see that faint glow up there. That's there's a Waffle House up there. I'm pretty sure they got some coffee or something. It's pretty good. And he's like, uh, uh, what, do you think you can give me a ride? And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so I look at him. No, I don't think I'll do that. So I like I lock my doors and I start ro- rolling up the window and his like hands catch the window as it's rolling up and he's like forcing it down and he's like, no, man, you're going to give me a ride. And I'm like, uh, no. So I just like step on like the gas as his hands are still in my window and it ends up like pulling the dude with the car and he's like, hey, 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 <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I just roll the windows down so he doesn't have anything to grab onto because he's holding on to the window itself and his like fingers eventually can't hold on to nothing and he just goes like rolling down the road. So I was like, all right, well, have a good night. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, don't worry. He lived because I kept watching through the window and he got up and just like walked away. But yeah that's my last my last story but i think that's it jack i i appreciate you coming on the show tonight though this was this is pretty fun i don't think i've told this many of my own stories on on the podcast even the old ones so i hope uh everyone listening enjoyed this i like to ask this question to everyone that's on the show and uh yours kind of applies to a lot of situations but if you had to sum it up in general what's a piece of advice you would give to someone that 
you know, might be young or might be in a similar situation, whether it be anything that's happened to you throughout these stories, what, what would you say? Um, I guess at least learn how to protect yourself, like the basic skills. Like if you're ever in a dire situation where it is like actually like life or death, make sure you know the points where you can put someone down without harming them to like kill them. And also don't work overnight. <laughs> it's fun, but don't work overnight. All right, guys. So Jack had to wrap up the call there because he had a incoming call from his brother on the other line. I let him go ahead and take that. But it was a very exciting interview, to say the least. I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys had a lot of fun, too, and enjoyed it. If you guys enjoyed the podcast and what we're doing here, uh, well, just I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys sticking along for this 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 period of time in this series. And I really hope you guys enjoy it and what's to come further. And... Uh, well, if you guys want to see more scary podcasts like this and a link to our Discord, go ahead and reach out to me. Reach out to me on the show. I'd love to see it. Head over to earcast.com to get my information or the Discord's information or to check out some other amazing, amazing podcast tiers um, that Darkness Prevails has on the team. And, and it's a fun team. We have an amazing podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm going to stop talking because I sound, I sound like I swallowed a... Like a like a pine cone. <laughs> Anyways, that's it, guys. Have a good night, a good evening, good day, and I'll catch you in the next one. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.